Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Like they say, oh, this is an old guy trying to keep up with the young people. It's all about being relevant and being aware that change is a constant. And embrace it. Just embrace it. Hi, I'm Charlene. And I'm Joy. And we are the co-hosts of the Homework Podcast. Joy and I love this time together when her and I connect and we bring community members with us along the journey just to share some insights that we learn just from our conversation. So we're just going to, as listeners, just come into our conversation today and then take whatever nuggets away that you, you know, you, you find in our conversation today. So Joy, uh, I, I missed you guys the last week, but the show was phenomenal. Um, we have a pop-up guest speaker, a, a community member. I don't want to call him a guest speaker. Um, it's my big brother, Michael. He is a bishop in the church. Uh, he has his degree in psychology. But more importantly, what I love about my brother, Mike, is that he is so rich in wisdom and, and life experiences of his own, as well as helping other people as they go through life experiences. And so it's, we are great to have him here on our, on our podcast Welcome, today. Michael. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so Joy, I tell you, you know, one thing I love about, about Joy is the whole notion of knowing what's in the environment, knowing what's here and using whatever is here in this space in this time right now. And I am so grateful to have Joy in this space right now, Michael in this space right now. Um, so let's just dive into our topic today. Um, one thing I was thinking about, Joy, is around change. You know, the weather's changing, right? Um, temperature's changing. There's a, there's a lot of change that's happening in the environment and in the atmosphere. And I thought that would be a good topic while we have Michael here today just to kind of talk about change, right? And change is something that I see in the treatment room as the one constant. So that is really something that I'm treating as an acupuncturist is people's resist resistance and difficulty with change, actually, because if somebody comes in with pain, what I'm really treating is either somebody's fear that they're never going to feel good again or grief that they don't have the body they used to have. So they're, they're having a difficulty with this change in their body, this change in how they feel about their body, and they're either scared or grieving about that. <laughs> and so, and that's the same, the same thing applies to people's adaptability right now as we're um, you know evolving through this pandemic people are 
ready for change or not ready for change in, in their bodies, in their environment, ready for travel or not travel, you know, ready to come back to the office. There's a lot of change people um, are trying to navigate right now and always, you know, there's always season of change in the air. But the ancient texts that were medicinal texts that I refer to in my acupuncture practice talked about that change was the only constant. It is the only constant. And it that is the thing for us to become navigators of in life because that is the one thing we can rely on. We can't rely on anything else to, to be con- consistent or, you know, we are fleeting. We are all fleeting in this life and uh, our bodies are fleeting. Our relationships are always changing. And, and so change is the one constant, you know? And it, it's become so cliche to say that, right? It's like, oh, change is constant. Change is the only one thing. But let's take that deeper and really talk about it in terms of why is it the only thing that keeps changing, right, is change. Mayor? Absolutely. Joy is absolutely correct. The cliche that I like to use is change isn't change until you change. Change brings about fear, the challenge of the unknown. And what we like to do is try to connect the dots. For instance, what is acupuncture going to do for me? How much pain am I have to endure? Can my therapist comfort me enough? Uh, Will I be able to relax my mind, soul, and body and make it change to fit the environment that I am now going to introduce myself to? And so the constant throughout ages and, and is change. Everything changes, as my sister had already analyzed. Relationships change, weather change, having a pet change. And so the only constant is change. And so when I say we have to be aware, we have to be aware of the change is going to come uh, and that we can no longer stay in an infant stage. We can no longer stay in a teenager stage we can no longer stay in a young uh, adult stage uh, everything changes physiologically we change psychology our psyche changes becomes what we would consider and hope is to be mature if we stay constant at a certain level then we might bring on what is called stigmatism and a mental attribute in which we cannot embrace change. And I would argue that even the ones, if you take somebody that's developmentally disabled in which we've had the opportunity to raise, they are considered not, especially level four, uh, cannot change. But however, if you work with people, somewhere in them, is innate that I do have to change. And there might be a fight, there might be a struggle. And it is up to the person that is trying to communicate to the person, it's okay to change, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And become safe in their awareness. Yeah, yeah. 
the wisdom and knowing that we have to change, right, is, but the fighting the change, Joy, because you, you, you mentioned that, you said with some clients coming in, it is the, how is this going to work for me? Is it going to work for me? That was one of my questions probably in my head that I didn't voice when I first started acupuncture, right? Is this really going to work, right? Um, facing the fear of, you know, having a needle put in, in my body, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, there are those, those fears that, that come with change that we really need to face. What do you think that's about? Why do we believe that there is going to be a respite from change? <laughs> you know, why do, why do we have this expectation that we're going to um, have, have a rest from change, you know? To me, I think people are either optimistic or pessimistic. If I was to come into your practice, I've already made it up my mind. I said, I had to change, get in my car, make sure to have enough gas, drive safe, get to my destination. With all the inquiry that's in my head that I hope to get answered. I know the reason why I'm coming, but I don't know what to embrace. So I have to, I have to, I have to prepare myself that I did this and no matter what stage of life we're in, if I'm going to get married, I have to prepare myself. I'm no longer single. I'm not, I'm no longer going to be introduced into a relationship now where I am joined. If I'm going to college, I cannot take the high school mentality to college. If I'm joining the service, I can't take, uh, the lifestyle I lived in the secular to the military. And so there is the pessimistic side and there's the optimistic side. And there's always the constant that there's going to be a battle. But until fears are being relieved and, and we'll take current events, uh, 2020 COVID really hit rampant and we watched it as our nation changed from, uh, uh, it's not gonna affect us, to it's only gonna affect a few, and now it's affecting many, and then it affects the whole United States. So then we had to embrace change. But if you notice what's happening today, our COVID fears are not the fears that we had in 2020. We didn't bring that level of fear to 2022. Why is that? Because people now have a different behavior to this changing environment. Even the wearing of masks, but people are now aware that they, they have to watch where they go a little bit more. They're not um, careless or nonchalant about their behavior. Right. So they are embracing change. So even though masks are becoming removed, People are not looking at the mask wear as, ooh, you abandoned. Whereas when we first all put on masks, we all look like bandits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, building on that, building on that example, you're right. And to Joy's point, question is, you know, why is it? Is because the need to have information and the need to be in control, right? I think being out of control or feeling like you don't have a level of control is the key. Okay, the dogs are fighting it now. 
we have a live audience. We forgot to tell the listeners we have a live audience here um, of pets. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's the need to have information to feel, and the need to feel like you are in control, right? That human nature part, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's even, I'm thinking about your world of working with corporations, you know, there's this new field of change management that's just grown in the last few years. And, um, and it's coupled with risk management, you know, but there's this whole field that didn't used to exist. I don't remember this existing. When I started working in the 90s, change management was not a role, was it? I mean, and now it's a whole role. It's a whole department steering corporations through and and it's not like it's going to end you know they're bringing people on board who are having this permanent position of being the change management department which i find really interesting you know and i don't see those people really exiting like that is part of of the workflow now and forevermore i feel like don't you think Oh, absolutely. The field of change management is really growing and it's growing interesting enough, not only just in, in major corporations, because because the speed at which change is happening and in, in, in human nature and our ability to process and adapt to change, it has to be thought out well in advance before making a change. You talk about make a systems change. You talk about everybody now using a new collaboration tool. Yeah, you got your tech savvy people who love it and embrace it, but then you have the other people who just can't get with technology or the way they learn. And so this proliferation of of change management professionals is going to continue to grow because again, what everybody's trying to achieve is adoption of the change. Whether it be in corporate America, I see a lot of coaches, you know, uh, are focusing on change management, helping people get through change and and really get comfortable with change. Um, it's 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 just now become in my mind. It's it's getting the attention that it should have had a long time ago. Is the humanness of change, right? It's not the what we want to do, but it's how humans how humans accept change or how humans don't accept change, right? Um, I, I I work with a gentleman who was a historian. He loved history. And he said, those civilizations that refused to change and adapt became extinct. That's the key right there. Right? And so it wasn't a matter of, to your point earlier, Joy, whether or not there is going to be a change or you are going to experience a change. It really is how we're going to adapt to that change and respond to that change. Whether a change that is being placed upon us or a change that we're putting on ourselves. Right. And I think one of the beauties of new generations coming up are they naturally bring in change. Part of part of each new generation, they they are change and they represent change and they force us all to change, you know. And so sometimes that's the difficulty in corporations, in community settings. There can be both difficulty and fresh life force that comes from new generations coming up and 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 pressing us to do better be better modify how our old traditional ways were operating you know and 
how we should think about future things. So I find it interesting in work settings, you see that a lot. Change management wouldn't exist if we were all the same generation and just kept doing what we used to do. <laughs> That's right. But the I way mean, in which with, we do it. With the Me Too movement and with, the, with all the um, awareness that really has been helping us evolve to the last couple years, there's just been so much more pressure to change in corporations, especially and community settings. And I think it's, that was much needed, you know, and there's always, uh, there's always a bit of change that is needed so that you don't get that stagnation. So you don't get that astigmatism, like you're saying, Michael, that is like, there is a, a certain amount that is, we have to be flushed with new life and new fresh ideas and new perspectives to correct us to say, don't stay stagnant. Don't stay stuck in your ways. Don't, don't succumb to your closed minded old ways. And so there's, it's almost like we all need a change manager. We all need a, <laughs> we all need somebody to help us adapt with change and let go of some of our old beliefs and receive some new fresh beliefs and new patterns, you know? Well, change is threatening. And by what I mean, we're talking about adaptation. Uh, we're dealing with how do we avoid stagnation. In the corporate world, I'm retired AT&T. And in the corporate world, we have to understand I'm also retired military. We have to understand that change is fluid. And then the, it's, it's a way with the old school. It's either my way or the highway. But now we're becoming what is called sensitive because we understand that you do not want to lose quality people. You want to incorporate quality with the new freshness that's coming in. And what I mean by being threatened, uh, people that are stagnated in their own ways, just use me for an example. I was not tech savvy. I thought I was just using the, the flip phone. That, I know that's dated for you teenagers. Uh, but then when uh, smartphones came out, I didn't know how to work it. But my granddaughter, at that time, when the smartphone first came out, I don't even think she was 10 or 11, I don't know. But when she first came, she knew how to work a smartphone. And then now I'm looking at babies that are not even two or three years old start to now know how to work iPads. My yeah. mind couldn't even think of that. They, they might start pushing buttons, but then they're so quick yeah. mentally that they, they now know if I push this button, I'm going to get this result. Now that's a far cry from us learning at our age that if I cry, my parent would recognize me for some attention. Now they understand that I can move beyond just the attention that you're going to give me and you're going to put me in front of a computer. I'm going to learn this computer more than you and I can get around some of the things you don't even know I could get around. And then when it, when it comes time to learn, they are they're willing to to now become the teacher instead of the student to a different generation. Yeah. 
that's what we're seeing today. A creativity of the younger generation, the innovation. Uh, who would ever think that, you know, uh, being on a podcast, my generation wouldn't be thinking on a podcast, but those that now embrace technology embraces podcasts. I was saying today, I need to get with Michael uh, and, and see how I can now incorporate podcasts. I'm just getting happy with Facebook and and uh, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, you know, but it's a different generation yeah. without me being like they say, oh, this is an old guy trying to keep up with the young people. It's all about being relevant and being aware that change is a constant and embrace it and just embrace it. Yeah, I love that. I, I really do because the intergenerationals, I think we're at a point now where we have all generationals represented in the workforce. And with that has been some change, right? Um, and with that has been some conflict. Right? And, but that it's that that healthy tension is what's bringing out the best in companies. Represent, you know, the the younger generation. I, I shouldn't say younger, younger generation. The millennials, you know, those generations that have, that came in, the ones that are still there. You know, I'm learning from that generation. I'm seeing the future. I'm seeing the future of work and how work is going to get done. The tension about coming back to work or not coming back to work. Some of that is being driven by the, the new generation and how that new generation sees work and how work is a part of life and not the sole thing that I'm going to do in my life, right? And so in it, with that comes, so I want some time off because I want to be, a, I want to work at home because my dogs are here and I'm sitting, well, I'm sitting in my brother's beautiful, luscious garden oasis in his backyard right now. I feel like I'm in Hawaii. This is my work setting. This is where I want to work today, right? So that's bringing a lot of change, right? The diversity, the, the whole talk about inclusion and belonging, right? It, no longer do I want to separate who I am at work and who I am at home, right? There needs to be some level of consistency. We don't want everybody to bring everything into the workplace, <laughs> right? But how, how I work and how I, how I communicate that shouldn't be different because I'm at work versus I'm at home. We always like to leave our listeners with a few tips, you know, and I hope you guys have gotten some things out of this conversation about change and, and in terms of how you relate to change and how, how you embrace it or not. One tip, and I'll, I'll let Mike go, Joy, is, you know, I'm learning to sometimes change of an environment can can be cleansing it can it can be rewarding at the same time and i'm not talking about major change um since i've been up here visiting visiting you guys mike i've been sitting out this gazebo and i've just been looking at all the nature that's around me and from that i'm like okay sherlyn what is dead in your life that you need to just let die off because there's so much newness that can come from behind it. As I'm looking at, you know, all of the, the mm -hmm. succulent plants and I'm looking at the roses coming up. I'm like, so it's, it's helped me to kind of process through. And we have a morning dove, right? Who's giving birth above our heads, right? Wow. It's wow. like what new, yeah, what newness new can life. come in? New life, 
So for me, my tip to our listeners is really shake up your environment, go out into nature and just sit and see what is it saying to you about some things that are currently happening in your life. Just be open to it and being free to let yourself just go with it and not try to, oh, nope, I can't think about it that way. Oh, that's silly. No, not judge it. Dismiss any judgment, but just see what what comes of it. I I tell you, I... um, my uh, brother and, and his wife, they, they run an Airbnb. And I tell you, I feel like I need to leave them a tip because uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a beautiful resort to be at this weekend. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Michael, give us one, give, give our listeners one tip. Well, thank you, Joy, and thank you, Charlotte, and thank you, Michael. If you glean anything, it's about being aware of everything that goes around you and making sure you take out time for yourself and to relate to the change that is around you. And as my, as uh, Charlene had uh, talked about, you know, we got a fountain playing. We went through the exercises of breathing, breathing, close your eyes, see yourself instead of in a place of darkness, See yourself in a place of illumination and to be grateful of where you're at and your position of destiny in your environment. And that each one is a gift. The succulence is a gift. Listening to the fountain is a gift. Turning on of this is a gift. And everything around us is a gift. Beautiful. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah, and just like what you're talking about, that change of scenery is healing. That's what I like to tell people who are feeling stuck is can you get yourself a change of scenery, whether that's a vacation? I, you know, staycation is great for resting, but a a change of scenery is really great for a fresh perspective and, and feeling grateful for what you do have when you, <laughs> when you step out into a new environment, whether that's taking yourself to a park for the day, a hike, or taking yourself on a mini vacation, that change of scenery, there's just something about it. When you see things in a completely new way, you also see yes. your own life in a new way, you know? I agree, Joy. So we talked about change as a plane is flying over as I sit outdoors in my changed environment. (laughs) I love it, love it, love it. Joy, tell tell our listeners where they can find us. Yeah, so you can find us streaming on any podcast service, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, uh, on um, Apple, and anywhere where you download um, podcasts. And Not to interrupt, to- but we also have a website. It's called thehomeworkpod.com. It's brand new. You can listen to whatever you listen to over there. I You can listen to Apple Podcasts there, Spotify, Google, all the good places, but it's the homeworkpod.com. Brand new. You guys didn't even know about it. I just wanted to hop in and say. We thank you, Mike, for hopping in.
Joy and I, we, we're not the promoters of our podcast, but we, we know our podcast is finding an audience everywhere, not only here in the United States, but outside the U.S. So check us out because we've got a lot of good shows out there, a lot of good shows to come. So this is Charlene saying thank you for listening to us today. Yeah, and this is Joy saying listen to us next time too. Can't wait to have you back. Well, we can't wait to see you at, on Instagram at The Homework Pod. So have a great day. Hey, it's producer Mike from The Homework. You can check out episodes like this one and all the other ones on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, let's do some homework together.